You are listening to the Next Best Series podcast, and this is my interview with the cinematographer for season four of Ozark, Emmy nominee Eric Koritz. I'm just sick of having blood on my hands, Wendy. It doesn't bother you. You're so desperate to be the good guy. She's lost her whole family because she met us. Why do you choose everyone else over your family? Don't back out on me when we're almost done. Don't do that to me. Bobby dies. Everything that we work for just falls apart. Welcome to my fucking world. Wendy, I'm scared. That's your choice. You're just another criminal to me now. I can go to Mexico and reestablish your control. You really think everything you do is to protect your family? suggested this life we we chose this together you were a good salesman i'm being joined here by the cinematographer for season four of ozark nominated right now for a creative arts emmy award for the series finale eric koritz eric how are you today i'm good thanks very much for having me that's awesome i'm glad to hear that um so you were brought on to Ozark pretty late in the game, season four, but you shot four episodes, I believe, if I'm getting this right. Yeah, so I came on for part two of season four. Gotcha. So, like, what is, in your mind, then, being brought on that late into the show, what is, like, the visual language of the show? How does this get communicated to you, and then how do you know to, like, kind of mold right into what's already been established? Sure. Yeah. Well, Sean Kim, who is the the who started the season as the primary DP, uh, him and Jason brought me in, um, and um, you know uh, the the look had really been established from previous uh, seasons with that Ben and Armando shot, um, and and Sean uh, continued that further with what he started in the beginning of season four. Um, so for me, it was it was felt pretty seamless because I came on. I saw how Sean had been working previously. Um, it was all we had a you know we have similar styles, um, and it was all techniques that I you know I was I was familiar with uh, and loved to do. Um, and so uh, I'm sort of a chameleon in in my work. Um, I can kind of adapt to different styles and uh, according to what the story calls for, which is probably one of the reasons uh, why I was brought in. Um, and uh, for me, it was a show that I loved already, so it was sort of a it felt like a seamless transition, um, you know, getting to starting the the show. Sure, sure. So are there like any like rules that you're given that you have to like follow? Like don't do this uh, specifically when shooting Ozark? 
Sure. Well, it's interesting because everyone on Ozark has a has an opinion of what o- Ozark is. So you have to. It's it's really just sort of managing the different opinions of what is and what isn't Ozark, and deciding you know for myself like what what really the world is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for one thing, we have a joke that there's no there's no sun in Ozark. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, we use giant 20 by and 30 by flags to, to take the sun out mm-hmm. um, for direct light for the most part. Um, and then, you know, bring in our lights to sort of sculpt how we like them to be. So, um, and then, you know, as you know, with Ozark, there's a lot of contrast and mm-hmm. shadows and um, playing out of the darkness. And so, um, you know, that's, I love lighting that way from the beginning. So uh, that, that was uh, I, that was my favorite part of you know of, of Ozark is just sort of lighting and and sculpting the the characters out of shadows. Well, I want to dive into the uh, series finale, A Hard Way to Go. That's the episode that you're nominated for for an Emmy. Congratulations, by the way. And uh, so I want to start off actually with the opening shot uh, because it's Roof in the ground working on the pool. Yeah. And I want to know uh, specifically, is it a gimbal or is it a steady cam that you shot that with? And then is that the same technique that you used later on in the episode when uh, she's seeing members of her family over at the Langmore site? Because it seemed to have the same motion to me. Oh, that's great that it feels that way. So the, the intro shot with the pool was done with a techno crane um, and it's it allowed us to sort of it's a it's an arm that allows us to telescope out with a stabilized head. Um, and sort of cover long distances without and being able to see the ground and then kind of come down into the pool yeah. uh, into her moment. Um, the the shot with with the family is actually Steadicam. Um, and um, uh, Dave Comedis, the, the Steadicam operator, um, is very fluid and smooth with his movements. And it feels, it, it's so smooth, it feels almost like a, a technocrame in a way, um, sort of going from character to character. So uh, he did an incredible job in that shot. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different moves, like you said, that are so smooth on this show. A two-part shot um, mm-hmm. where we – the beginning part was Steadicam, and and then there was a transition where it goes across uh, one of the actors' backs and becomes uh, – we shot the next part later on, which was a techno crane to get up onto the uh, – onto the – on top of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so that was blended really well in, in, in special effects – in visual effects, sorry – it's amazing um, what they can do nowadays, stitching shots together like that to make it so yeah. seamless, right? Yeah, you you still have to create the same. It has to be the same movement, and it has to match in some ways in and out of the the shot. Otherwise, it's it becomes jarring. But um, you know, great job of of the Ozark team just sort of putting all those pieces together. So at the end of the episode, there is a very complex shot of the birds walking into their house, and it tracks Wendy and Marty as they walk in, but then it pulls outside of the house through the uh, broken glass of the back door and into an OTS. It's smooth. There's no track laid on the ground when it pulls back. So I'm wondering how you were able to get it through, uh, really just get it through the door ultimately outside. That was the part where I was like, hmm, how did they pull that one off? Yeah. Uh, Again, um, that was also a technocrane. And uh, Jason is, is is such a technical, precise director. He knew exactly what he wanted with that shot. And in a normal situation, you would actually have CG glass and pull through the, you know, pull through the door with glass. But he wanted to actually pull through the glass of the door uh, and out into that over, uh, which is very hard to do. So the, the glass was cut specifically to a specific remote head. 
Um, we had to figure out how to take different parts off of the remote head to get it through the glass. Um, so it does, the crane does start inside the house, pulls through, comes out through the glass and then back uh, over, over uh, Mel's back as mm -hmm. they get out the door. Um, so um, it was a very technical shot and, you know, it took a while to figure out. And then once we started really getting on the ground and figuring out the actual practicalities of it, we had to make some adjustments, but eventually we got it. And it was, I, I love that shot. I think it's really sets up the scene very well. Yeah. I mean, you were talking before about uh, just the look of the show overall, and there's a lot of use of focus. And I'm curious to know who your focus puller is, because I think that some of the work on this show, specifically uh, the lights at the party at the right. end, you're dealing with all this background lighting and they illuminate the screen, like you said, with that contrast so beautifully. Um, yeah. I, I just want to highlight uh, the focus work in this, because I do think it's really, really well done. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, uh, thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, our, our ACs are the are the absolute best. And uh, the the A camera first AC uh, AC Liam Sano is he can pull. We were shooting wide open, you know, at point nine five. Um, on a 50 millimeter, uh, we have this one lens that is, it's called the Noctilux that Sean brought in. It's a Leica lens that's rehab, been rehoused. And it's literally a, a 0.95 uh, f-stop. I think it's, it might be a one, it depends. And there's a little bit of translation there with, with making it a, a cine lens, but um, Liam is the best focus puller there is. And uh, he, you know, he nails it every time. And more importantly, tells a story with uh, with with the focus. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Because with shallow depth of field, it's a becomes a very a choice going between characters, um, you know, pulling from one character to another, and who's in focus and who's not, and that that tells a different story if it's landing on one character versus the other. So uh, Liam's incredible, and, and so are the other ACs, uh, Mike Fisher and uh, Chris Trova. Can you talk about uh, for Navarro and his final standoff, uh, the decision to? have the camera ultimately start from his front. He turns around, it comes around to his side. And ultimately as it turns before it can get directly in front of his face, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, he's, <laughs> he's taken off camera. Let's just say. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone dies in Ozark. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, not everybody. Not everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that, that was an incredible scene to film. We wanted to make it feel with a camera movement, like, Oh shit, he's getting away. But you're, there's still something that's not right, and then all of a sudden you figure out what's not right, and uh, and he turns around and bang, that's that's it. So I love that reveal so much. I love that it just stays on him the whole time, and yeah. I think that that's an important aspect of this show is that it's so actor focused. Yes. Um, specifically, I'm thinking about the scene in the mental hospital where Wendy has a monologue where she's making a final plea to her children, yeah. and that camera 
just pushes in on Laura Linney's face while she's delivering uh, her lines of dialogue there. I'm curious to know, like, how do you guys know exactly in terms of timing? Right. When you're pushing in where that camera is going to start, where it's going to end. Right. And how do you coordinate that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's, you talk about for Ozark where it's never just about coverage. It's, it's about what the camera movement does to tell the story in the, in the best way. So sometimes when a push in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about as we'll watch the rehearsal and then, or just even in, in prep and talk about, okay, this is going to be a long push in on her. Uh, and then in the rehearsal, we'll figure out the moments where we actually start, stop, push in, um, and then when the actor, when we actually do a take, maybe something changes that the actor does that we're like, oh, we need to pause here and really accentuate this moment and then push in for this moment. So a lot of it is just seeing the rehearsals or seeing a take and seeing what the actor does and just really embracing that because there's, mm -hmm. they're all so incredible uh, at what they do. Uh, and this job, this show does an incredible job of building and showing the tension, um, building it up to accentuate the performance. Um, so... Um, yeah, like with that push in, it, it's, you know, Laura Lenny is, it's, it's almost natural. You feel where, where you need her, her gravity sort of, her, the gravity of her dialogue sort of pulls you into her. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just sort of a natural feeling as to when that would be. What is more daunting having to do a lot of setups in a single day or uh, to work out one intense, long, complicated shot? Hmm. Well, on Ozark... Uh, daunting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every it's all daunting, right? But um, you know, it really just depends on on the scene. It, it sometimes it's actually harder um to do one long, uh, complicated take than it is to do a lot of setups in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and with Ozark, we're not shooting. We're usually not shooting high page counts like a lot of other TV shows do because it's the show really is focused on. The filmmaking aspect of it, the cinematography, the lighting, the the performance, um, every it, and it's not just coverage. It's always about uh, how the camera and lighting can play to make to to really accentuate what's going on in the scene. So there's no pressure usually to just cover, cover, cover. You also said too, you do a lot of uh, rehearsal beforehand. So I imagine that a lot of shots are pre-planned in advance when you get to set. Yes, yeah. So um, especially with Jason, where. Uh, well, every in each episode, everything is very pre 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 planned, um, but you know sometimes the actors do things that you really want to change it up and and make the shot better. Mm -hmm. uh, and with Jason, uh, especially in the final episode, he is so detailed and and um, and precise, and and as his prep is so good that usually what if he decides on a shot that we want to do before um, we get to set, you know, it almost always works out really well. Um, you know, um, based off of what, you know, the idea was beforehand, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it can be harder to do a one long take and make it complicated and do with complicated movements that it can be to cover a whole scene with different shots. So it's all daunting, but all exciting at the same time. Sure. The bird car crash. Now I know that that is shown in the first episode of season four you yeah. came in for part two did you right. shoot that sequence or was that sequence pre-shot and then you came in and did the aftermath so sean uh kim shot the the car crash itself mm -hmm. um 
which uh, I watched, you know, I watched dailies before we, we went and cause I had to match when it actually landed right? Uh, and them getting out of, out of the car. So Sean did, and the team did an incredible job of, of, you know, they flew that car through the air. Like they actually, you know, that actually was the car flying through the air crashing. Um, it's a very impressive yeah. crash. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, you wonder how they survived that, but I'm also wondering how they got the camera that close at that speed to it too. Uh, but I guess right. that's a question for him at another time, yeah, but exactly. But, um, yeah, you know, there's, 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 you film it in part. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, a, a Russian arm going next to it, uh, or we're actually calling the, the Ukraine arm now. Um, and that's then, <laughs> um, you know, there's, you know, there's, cameras inside the car there's then there's you know some of it's on stage i'm sure um so it's a mixture of all those elements sure but our, ours was shooting getting the aftermath it's landed um and then them getting out and we used a techno crane to kind of wrap around the whole car you know and show all sides of it um and uh that was that was a cathartic scene to shoot because this was the last day all the birds were together uh, on set. So, um, you know, it was bittersweet because once, you know, once we finished that scene, you know, some of them were wrapped um, for good. Um, so it was, it was wow. a very emotional day. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Um, Curious to know... Is there a shot that on the surface does not look that difficult, but you just can recall the day where you're like, oh, God, I can't like it, it just it gnawed at your brain that you couldn't. Uh, I'm not saying you couldn't get it, but like it was challenging. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, the trick with those arc is a lot of it. We try and make it feel seamless and simple um, mm-hmm. and precise. Yes. But to do that actually is extremely difficult and requires incredible um crew technicians, um, and, um, you know, uh, planning. Um, so a lot of it, our goal is to make it feel simple because you don't, you don't want to think about the camera movement or the cinematography. You want that to work with the story and, and feel seamless. Um, you know, but the, you know, the last, the last scene with Ruth dying, um, you know, which simple boom up into an overhead, you know, that's was such an intense, scene and you know we wanted to take our time with it and end up taking a while because just just to get it right and it happened to be the last day that we were shooting too so oh wow um that was also a very cathartic scene to shoot i specifically like in that scene how camilla emerges from the shadows yeah when she confronts ruth um i really really like how you guys staged that it almost like she's this emerging like angel of death with her with her dress flowing in the wind It, it looked fantastic yeah, every, and everything worked really well from that. You know, the um, from the costume design. You know, ha- you have her dark dress, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have Ruth's white, sort of angelic dress, even though she, of course, is no angel. Um, and then the, the meeting of the two, and I, I did want her to sort of emerge from the, you know, the murkiness of the shadows. Um, 
you know, and then still feel lit, but, but still feel like the night, you know, that it is sort of how Ozark does pretty well. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, we had large lights coming from above that, you know, are really at like 0.5%. Um, they're not even at 1% of, of their output. So, wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, now that you've uh, wrapped up Ozark, uh, you know, there's no more episodes. The show is over. Uh, yeah. What is next uh, in the on the horizon for you? Yeah, I, I, uh, I've since shot a film uh, called Providence with a director called uh, uh, named Ponzi Ponzaroli. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film called Old Henry, which is out on Hulu. It's a great loved Old Henry. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. That was an awesome movie. I didn't I didn't realize you shot that. That movie is sick, I, man. I didn't I didn't shoot that film. I, oh. I shot it his next film so oh, oh okay well either way <laughs> he's a gifted he's a gifted filmmaker so uh, yeah. and that film was fun great actors great talent um great script and all of that so so that i did that and now i'm trying to take a vacation but we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes <laughs> well hey best of luck to you i hope you can get that vacation with an emmy award in hand wouldn't that be something great. uh but eric i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today uh Best of luck to you, and thanks once again. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Emmy-nominated cinematographer for season four of Ozark for the series finale, A Hard Way to Go, Eric Koretz, here on the Next Best Series podcast. Ozark is nominated for 13 Emmy Awards and is up for your consideration in all categories. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella, and we are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.